This author's whimsical and colorful style may seem bubbly, but she didn't reach it without going through a lot of struggle and hardships. So what is below that gorgeous iceberg of success? You can find more of her work at thesadoodles.com, but for now, please join us as we talk about how art can help you go through tough times, getting inspired when you don't want to get out of bed, why growing your social media following should not be a goal, how to make your art consistent, and a full-on Ghibli kick-out. Want to be part of the show? Then send in your questions or topics you'd like to see covered to our email at hello at etrelab.com. If you send us an audio recording, we might include it in the episode. Hi, I'm Anya, and this is Make More Art, a podcast by Etre, meant to inspire you to keep on creating. Now let's hear from our guest. Okay, Tisa, I... I'm excited to have you here. You have the most colorful and cute Instagram feed that I've seen for the past months. And before we get to that, can you just give us a super short uh, summary of what you've been doing up until now? Okay. Um, do you want an introduction as well? Or Yeah. Okay. My name is Tisa. I go by Tisa Doodles online. And... 2020 has been a year for me <laughs> it really has been we've had a lot of bad but it has also been like the biggest year for me so what I've been doing up until now is I started off as unemployed mm-hmm. and now I've managed to make my art at least a part-time job okay. which is really helping and I do create mostly traditional art with Posca markers mm-hmm. but my secondary medium is digital art and what i do mainly is just create lovely pieces of artwork that makes uh, make blah sorry (laughs) that Mm -hmm. makes other people smile the best comments i get is like this made my day this made me smile i had a i had a hard day today and then i saw this post or i read your comment or something and it just makes people smile and they tell me that it made them smile and it just made my day it just makes my day well, that's a beautiful combination of you doing kick-ass art and people taking the time to be generous and kind, which I really appreciate it. Because sometimes it feels like we're so secluded in our own world, in our digital world, and we're putting yeah. stuff out there, but no one says a peep. So we're like, why even bother? But yeah, so peeps, if you're listening to this, if any piece of art today whatsoever made you smile or gave you any kind of positive energy, go tell that artist. Please, please do that because, uh, because I'm sure it, really, you'll it really means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how did you go from. So 2020 was a nightmare year for oh. many people. You managed to turn that into a positive thing for you. Yes. So I lost my job in January of this year. So mid January. Mm-hmm. And thankfully in Iceland, we have unemployment support. And you're eligible for that if you've worked so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So I was eligible for that. So it's not like the end of the world for me-ish. But I knew that it wasn't going to be enough money. And I knew that unemployment in Iceland is bad. Mm-hmm. Like we have a lot of unemployment and we have few jobs. Then everything hit the fan in Uh-oh. the beginning of March. 
dun, 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 dun. Yes. So it got even harder. And then I, that's when I knew, like, okay, I have an opportunity to do my very best and put my art first. So I tried and I, I just, you can say it like I grinded, I hustled, I did everything I had learned. Like I learned in school, what I've learned from my peers, from them learned from just watching other people, both on YouTube, online, on Instagram. And I made sure I was doing everything consistent. I was working on like making my cohesiveness like so people would maybe see my art and realize, hey, that, that, that's the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, like have that style. Mm-hmm. And after four months of consistency, so March, well, April, June, and July. In July, I got my first opportunity of a paid job, so like a freelance work. Mm-hmm. It was just a small job, but mm-hmm. it was for the first. And now most recently, I finished two big pieces i have to be careful i'm not allowed to say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i finished two big pieces for a company in australia actually Uh (laughs) i thought that was funny and i've also had like smaller opportunities like to be here with you today and i've been also selling my art online with my store so that's how i kind of moved from being completely unemployed into now part-time artist sadly part-time still unemployed but i hope mm-hmm. that 2021 might bring more opportunities for me and i have In- something lined up for the first three months mm-hmm. so that's so good. you're you're planning on being full-time artist by yes. 2021 wow well hopefully in by this time next year uh mm-hmm. i can check off my goal to be a freelance illustrator or an artist. We should do a catch-up call this time next year. And just, oh, that uh, would be fun. <laughs> we, we, we totally should. Uh, even it's just like a bonus episode. <clears throat> Let's check in. Uh, but okay, so a couple of things. So when you said what you learned from school, so did you go to art school? Yes. I do not have a bachelor's degree because I couldn't afford to go mm-hmm. to university. But I studied art for five years in an intro in, in introduction level I think it's called mm-hmm. so it's like the basis for all art so like shapes forms color theory foundation. light and shadows yes foundations for everything then I studied graphic design mm-hmm. to the level of like I finished everything up to going to university because like I said I couldn't go I also mm-hmm. studied architecture all the way up to university level and I studied it for five years. Like I did all the anatomy. We did history, everything. And it teaches you a lot of rules that you are not allowed to break until you get to go on your own path. Because you cannot break the rules until you really understand it. So when you know yeah. why those are rules and why you cannot break them, then you know when it is the time to break them. Exactly. Because then you have a reason to break them. There, there's exactly. a purpose there. Without a purpose, then breaking rules is just doing nothing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I find that very interesting. So you do not need to go to college, to university, to actually be successful in art. You need, when correct me if I'm wrong, looking at you mm-hmm. and other examples that I've seen through my um, existence in this world, you need grit, passion, and be willing 
to fail and learn the fundamentals. What you did was five years of intensive training on the fundamentals of art and the theory behind it. You know all the history. So yeah. you know what the, you know, that that's, yeah, I had a conversation with a friend once uh, before COVID struck. We were talking about wars and the state of the world. And he made a comment that really stuck with me, which was, which was something along the lines of humans are really great at archiving everything, but not learning anything from their past. If you look over history and centuries, you know, history repeats itself. We go over, we go to war over the same stuff and we do the same mistakes over and over again. We're just doing the same mistakes, hoping something, a different outcome comes out of it. That's not learning. That's called crazy. Yeah, that is That's called crazy. That's the definition of being crazy. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're great uh, to do that as humans <laughs> in general. We're amazing. In uh, you... You're an inspiration. I mean it. You're an inspiration. You were in a rut. You have a kid. You have a five-year-old, right? Yeah. And you're unemployed. You have a kid depending on you. Thankfully, you live in a country that has uh, some kind of support, which is good. Yes. Some people don't have that depending on where they live in the world. I do understand that. I'm not saying that, you know, it's easy because it's not. Psychologically, no. and I think everyone can relate to this now because of COVID, psychologically, it takes a toll on us to be able to get up when we're so down. Yeah, and especially like uh, the difference I felt in the beginning of my unemployment and like the beginning of the COVID hitting here in Iceland Mm -hmm. is that you don't like I know a lot of people have actually said to my face like well it's just a vacation no it's not it's so much unsure and everything and people told me well you can't just sleep in it's okay like no it's not okay I need a reason I need to find my reason to get out of bed at a normal time in the morning and that was art for me I woke up at 8 a.m. every morning even though I had no quote-unquote work to go to. I just woke up. I like, sometimes I, I have to admit, I was still in my PJs, but I woke up and I went out of bed. And yeah, like, I had breakfast or coffee. And then I sat down on my desk and I started drawing. And yeah. I started bettering myself. I was watching videos. I was trying new things. That's how I came across the Posco markers. I've had them for like two years, but in the beginning of 2020 was like, the year I was like, okay, I, I've, got a, I've had these for two years. I need to try them out, like really yeah. try them out. And that just skyrocketed everything for me because mm-hmm. I really love the medium. I love and really enjoy creating things with that medium. Mm-hmm. And people enjoyed it as well. And it brought kind of like the little bit of sunshine or a little bit of a smile at a horrible start to a year. Yeah. Can you, I know it's hard to pinpoint one reason, but what changed for you what what was it that made you your brain clicked and you're like like dang it let's just do it so what what was it i had nothing to lose i know that sounds cheesy but i had nothing to lose i've i've tried i've been on instagram for three years now Mm. like actively posting regularly on a regular basis for three years i it took me one and a half years to reach my first thousand mm-hmm. followers and it took me another half year to reach 2000 mm-hmm. and that was this i was around five at the start of this year just so people get the concept mm-hmm. of how long it really takes because not everybody can just like jump in and it happens mm-hmm. 
And the point was, like, I would say in March, April. So everything in the world is upside down. Mm-hmm. I have no job. I have very, very, I have, I have, like, I actually, after, yeah, after tax, I have below minimum wage income. <sighs> and I have to pay rent. I have to pay food. I have to, like, buy clothes for my kid. I have to do all these things. And I was like, well, okay, you have nothing left to lose. So why not now? Why not use this time? You have the, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 like, I, the stress of working and, like, doing everything work-wise mm-hmm. was not there anymore because mm-hmm. I had no job. So all my energy and, like, my will could just go into making art. Why art? I've always done art. Uh, the typical one, I've been drawing since, like, I could hold a pencil. Mm-hmm. And when I was eight years old, yeah, eight years old, uh, big moment happened in my life. My parents split up and we moved, me and my mother moved to the other side of the country. So to a very small town of around a thousand people. And I had no friends. I knew two people that were my grandparents. <laughs> so the only thing, and I didn't have, like, we didn't have a computer there. Wow. What year so was I, this? This was 2003. So we moved okay. in early 2004. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. So I was eight in 2003 and we moved 2004. So I was, my birthday is in October. So I was still eight. Mm-hmm. And I had like, I had new friends. I was in a new place. I didn't know anyone. But I had Cartoon Network <laughs> <laughs> and coloring books. Like, just normal coloring books. So I just started. And that kind of inspired me to do more art. So when we actually got our first home computer, <laughs> like we had mm-hmm. one computer for the entire house, that's when, like, uh, I don't want to say video games just yet because I wasn't fortunate enough to, like, own any video games or any video game consoles mm. or anything. I got to play with my cousins. Mm-hmm. But... But that later on played a factor in it. But just being, I think, exposed to like Cartoon Network and movies, Disney movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. And being alone. So I had to entertain myself. I did. Sadly, I didn't have any friends. <laughs> Nobody really wow. liked me. I never like I know it's kind of kind of sad to say it, but it's also like I'm here. I'm stronger. I'm better off. So it's yeah. OK. Yeah. I so- learned. Since you were little, you learned to take any challenge, any struggle thrown at you and turn it into an advantage. Yes, I, I can say that. Yeah, I, I feel I feel confident saying like, thank you. Yeah, you're dang, you're you're one hell of a strong woman. This is a great way to start my day. This interview is making me pumped to go and make more art. Um, and by the way, you have now four. Wait, so you said three years in Instagram. First mm-hmm. year and a half, a thousand followers. Yeah, when roughly. you reach two years, two thousand followers, you have forty-four thousand followers. Yeah, I to. I woke up to that this morning. <laughs> and uh, by the time of this interview, guys, so I'm interviewing Disa. Uh, this is December fourth, and I'm pretty sure this interview is coming out in January. So this number is very updated by now. Uh, so check it out. Um, so Disa Doodles on Instagram. Wait, so are you telling me that within one year, even though you spent two years posting constantly, 
-hmm. in one year you went from 2000 to 44 uh 5000 in five okay uh, uh inktober of 2018 was a good month for me mm -hmm. i don't uh, something clicked with the algorithm there and it boosted me almost up to 5000 so in january of no sorry 2019 <laughs> inktober of 2019 mm -hmm. it's 2020 mm -hmm. now sorry <laughs> in <laughs> january of 2020 i i hit like in mid january i hit the big 5000 and i cried because I've Aww. been working for that for a long time. And I just want to put it in here, like, because I know some people are going to think, well, numbers don't mean anything. I know numbers don't mean anything, or not everything. It's a validation. But, yes. And also, numbers mean uh, indicate growth mm -hmm. in this formula. And growth also indicates more opportunities. Mm -hmm. I know not a lot of people want to hear this, but companies will look at your numbers they will that look at true. the statistic they will look at how many comments and likes you get but you have to make sure that you don't get cut up in it that's the difference mm -hmm. so i do see yeah sorry Sorry, I just wanted to add to that. I do teach a social media marketing for artists class every now and then. It's a mentorship, a three-week mentorship. And um, that is part of my pitch. Like People are so caught up in growing their numbers that they don't think on how to actually do that in the right way. They, they just throw art at the wall like it's some kind of cement and see what stucks, you know? Mm -hmm. And they only focus on, I need to grow my numbers, I need to grow my numbers, so they just do whatever, and nothing happens, and then they get overwhelmed, and then they quit. So uh, I, I think I agree with you with what you're saying, which is don't focus on the numbers. The numbers is not, uh, I, what I tell my students all the time is the numbers is not an end goal. The numbers is a result mm -hmm. of your strategy done right. So yeah. if you only focus on the numbers, you're not going anywhere. Exactly. Because people are not there. They're okay. <laughs> people are there for the numbers and they're not there for the numbers. But like every, I think every artist and every, especially I think I hear there's a lot on YouTube. If you're not yourself, mm -hmm, if exactly. you don't do things for yourself, mm -hmm. people will eventually, they, it might work in the beginning, but people will eventually pick it up and they're like, it's not genuine. Oh, yeah. This person is just in it for the likes or the followers or the subscribers or this and that. Yeah. They don't, so, they don't resonate. You, you're trying to create something genuine there. And this is how long-term stuff succeeds. If, if you're not being true about that, if you're not coming from the inside. Anyway, I do have a full course on that. But uh, moving forward, please continue. <laughs> okay, in January of this year, like I said, unemployment, a bit more free time. And I decided to put it into art. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a goal for this year. I had a few goals, like the, the New Year's resolutions, if you will. And... One of those was if I could manage to create work that I loved mm -hmm. and others liked. They didn't have to love it if others liked. Mm -hmm. And that could help me reach more people. I put it this way because if you just say, you could say it in another way. Like I wanted to gain more momentum on social media because momentum can bring opportunities. Mm-hmm. In the first three months, like, it was going okay. So January, February, and March, it was going okay. Not not a lot of fast growth or anything like that. Like, I, I think I, I had, like, seven, I think, I, yeah, 7,000 around June. Mm -hmm. Wait. May or June, yeah. 
And then I just focused, like, okay, I put out my first Posca piece, for example. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm nervous about this. This is, like, nothing I've ever done before. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? But I enjoyed it. So I wanted to show it. I wanted to, like, see what others thought. People liked it. Okay, so I, I kind of moved into, like, half digital. I was doing a lot of digital work then. Mm-hmm. Half digital, half Posca markers. Mm-hmm. And I loved doing both equally. Mm-hmm. I find this is very important. Like, I love doing both equally. But it's also kind of hard when you see, like, you spend five hours on a digital piece and Mm -hmm. maybe a hundred people like it or see it. Mm -hmm. And you spend, like, half an hour on just something like a brain dump or you had some idea or you thought it was Very spontaneous, yeah. Yeah. The energy is all there. And 7,000 people see it. Mm-hmm. So that was also a motivation, like because we all feed of like that, like that, like clap on the back sometimes. It's oh, so it's, nice. It's biological, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a hit of dopamine. It, it it creates addiction. Yeah, I mean it. And so then I was like, okay, let's try and focus on the traditional side for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I I realized that you can do so much with these markers, and not. At the beginning of this year, not a lot of people were using the markers. Mm-hmm. The biggest name I knew was Casey Golden. She's on YouTube. She's an amazing mm-hmm. artist. She is. And uh, now too. we have more artists and my art friends actually using Posca markers. And I find that so fascinating that like in four months, these markers have gone from like nobody I felt used them to they are a stable at a lot of people's desks. Mm-hmm. So you found a, a niche there, an opportunity. Yes. No, not not in by accident, kind of. No, I, I, I've had these, like I bought my first markers in on the 5th of October, 2018. That's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, we artists are great at hoarding art supplies and books. Yes. What What's up with us? Why do we do that? Oh, I don't know. It's shiny. It's like, oh, shiny, shiny new thing. Grab it, grab it, grab it. Um, anyway, uh, a question. Uh, so mm-hmm. so it was a change of, uh, yeah, going from digital to mainly traditional, the mm-hmm. ch- ch- uh, choice of art supplies, but the consistency of styles. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Can you elaborate? Uh, a lot of questions. A lot of people ask, how do you find your style? Mm-hmm. There is no simple answer to that. There is mm-hmm. time. With time, you find your style. If you draw often enough, if you practice often enough, you will subconsciously pick out the things around you that you mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. you will dispose of the things you don't like. You will mash it together, and that becomes your art style. Uh, what I have struggled with, and still struggle with, is the consistency in the way I do my art. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, if you look at my feet, yes, you see the bubbly colors, you see the Posca markers, you see, of course, my <laughs> same flat lay, because I have like a window, you can see it right there. <laughs> so I still look at my work and I go, if I saw this, like if, if I, I wasn't me and I saw this maybe somewhere, like a few pictures of mine all together on a wall in a gallery, I don't think I would look at it and go, oh, that's the same artist. Mm-hmm. And I don't 
really know why that is. A lot of people say like, yeah, I can spot your work from a mile away. And I'm like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So my goals for this year was to try to make something more cohesive so that mm-hmm. when I look at my art, I go, yes, like I could make a series See. out of this. Mm-hmm. And, Which is also, sorry? And, and I'm like, so what is it that makes it cohesive? Can you pinpoint it? Is it like the palette? Is it the for line? For some artists, it's the palettes. For some artists, it's the line width or the like if they use a sketch brush or something. For For some artists, it's they draw the same items like Pugly, for example, mm-hmm. that is an amazing, lovely artist who draws pugs and he draws a lot of pugs and animals mm-hmm. that can be cohesive. There we go. Mm-hmm. And another great artist that I feel you can spot work from anywhere is Lowish, for example. Mm. <laughs> like rather it's her sketches, her backgrounds, her line work, her color palettes. You just see it and you go like, yeah, that's her. Yeah, immediately. And, and, Another artist I feel does this very well that uses Posca markers is uh, Tiffany. She goes by Apple Cheeks online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know if it's just because she always uses the same color palette. But something when I look at her work, I just feel that it belongs together. Even Mm -hmm. though it's not maybe the same subject it's drawn several months apart I just look at it and I feel the cohesiveness when I look at my own art I still lack a bit of cohesiveness and I'm still learning and I'm still growing it still takes a lot of um, self like in, in uh, you do a lot of introspection it feels like to me and you're pushing yourself to grow on a constant basis to be able to spot that and be very not hard on yourself but you're hard in a good way you know you're you're pushing yourself to get better and better and I think that's what makes it so special and how you keep on growing so fast and you know you really want to get better because it's for yourself it's not for others to like yeah and there there are a lot to love there I I've had several years of doubting myself and trying to be better (laughs) a version of myself for others Thankfully, I have a lot of love in my life. I have people that love me for who I am. They Good. support me. They support my art. They just I I have I have disposed of what doesn't help and I have brought in a lot of help. And wow. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Everybody does, I hope. But I've also tried like of course there do come days where I just I beat myself down. I have so bad days that like I might create a masterpiece Mm -hmm. but I hate it and it never sees the light of day Mm -hmm. because sometimes we how do you get out of that kind of rut oh some days I just have to turn it off it's not easy it takes a toll on you it's just sometimes you need to turn it off because you might need to finish a project you have that deadline coming up you just need to do it but when it's more personal I just take a day off. I know not everybody has the convenience or capability to do that, but I just turn off. I watch my favorite TV shows. I eat chocolate. Like oh, th- yes, the food for the soul. Yes. And Hallelujah, then sister. <laughs> I usually take something I'm not comfortable with. So I have gouache, I have acrylics, I have different mediums. So something other than my usual work, which is digital or Posca markers. And I just, I paint with my fingers. I 
take a sponge brush and try and do something. Not a finished work, not even sketches. I just put my feelings out. Wow. And it sometimes helps. If that doesn't help, then I, I, I go to my partner and I'm just like, my battery is drained. I, I just need a hug. And we just sit together and he just like here here's your battery back and he just hugs me you know <laughs> so. that's very important i mean when you say let, let a lot of people have the luxury let's put it in that way to to take a break but if if we look at it if we really look at it there's this analogy it's not mine it's very famous i forgot who created it. i'm sorry but it's like <laughs> the axe analogy that if you go out in the forest this like someone gave this man an axe and said um you have to chop down five threes by the end of the day. And the man spent the first four hours just sharpening up the axe. And yeah. then the last hour, five threes were down and he brought the five threes. And that, and someone else was just trying to frant frantically chop the five threes without sharpening up the axe and they were exhausted and tired and only one or two trees came out, came down. Mm -hmm. So I think it really speaks to what you said. If you don't take time to sharpen your axe, how on earth are you supposed to make any mark worth of making you know mm -hmm. you need to give your even if it feels like you're wasting time because this is a struggle that I, I see a lot and and I feel it myself too because we're all humans we're all the same but if we don't take the time to get our axes right we can't do anything we're well, constantly see, burnt out it can be a time wasted instead of time gained yeah So we're just wasting more of our energy and doing nothing. And it's a negative cycle. We keep on feeling down because we spent five hours trying to make art and nothing came out of it. But instead, if you took mm -hmm. four hours to go on a walk, eat some chocolate and uh, I don't know, do something you love in one hour, you would do probably Possibly. way more than, you know, Yeah. we need to and practice self-love. I know this. Yeah, exactly. That's the hard part. And I, I've thankfully seen recently a lot of conversation about this online and on instagram especially that is my main source of social media so i get i consume most of my content there and thankfully a lot of artists have been putting into the light how much time they actually spend doing certain things which is amazing yes. because because you might look at a piece and This is a bittersweet moment for me because I know my online name is Tisa Doodles, but it actually is so hurting when people comment, oh, I love this doodle. And I spent four hours on it. I'm like, I know. I know you're just being nice. Thank you so much. I love your I comment. I like every comment. And I, I, it I hurts. Think them but it, it hurts because you don't. Some, some, some of my doodles are just doodles and took me like 20 minutes and I have no yeah. problem with that. I take that as it is but sometimes, but sometimes people call my yeah and what i'm what i was trying to say is with the like taking care of yourself and uh i'm just going to show you this oh if you guys are watching this on youtube please um if you're not watching this on youtube check youtube as well so we have a beautiful illustration from Lisa that says give yourself time to grow and it's a gorgeous illustration so turn it in our youtube channel guys <laughs> promo anyway and a lot of people have like overworking is a serious thing for artists because people expect so much work to be done in such short amount of time this applies both yeah. to companies that are hiring illustrators yep. or something like that and this also applies to like 
for example, Instagram's algorithm. Instagram expects you to do this, 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 and this in a day. And Instagram keeps changing the rules all the time. Exactly. You no, know, the algorithm today is not the algorithm next week. And you're like, spend a bunch of time trying to figure out how Instagram works. And then it changes the game. And you're just going in circles and going insane. And it rhymes. Good. Look at me. Rhyming in English in the morning. Didn't do. <laughs> um, before you wrap up, I, I mm -hmm. want to do a geek out with you. <clears throat> Ghibli stuff. You do a lot of Ghibli uh, related. Actually, that's how we found you. You know, when we were looking for cool art, Angel just told me the other day, Angel is one of the uh, admins of our Etcher studio, which is our platform um, that um, has a bunch of free live demos. And Disa, you'll be doing one on January 26th. 26th, yes. Yes, I think so too. I have the, yep, I have it open right here. Uh, December, January 26th. Um, and... Um, Yeah, so at your studio, we have a bunch of free live demos and Disa will be joining us on January 26th to do one. Uh, and we're doing a really cute uh, Ghibli character. We're doing, uh, what's, what's the little fiery dude's name? I forgot. Calcifer. Yeah, we'll do Calcifer. Um, and uh, it's uh, going to be on uh, water-based markers and uh, it's going to be really cool because you're learning how to create not only whimsical characters, but it's a fiery character. How the hell, how on earth do we get a fire character with pens, with, with markers? So uh, we're going to definitely uh, bring that to life on January 26th uh, at, so it's a Tuesday, so it's at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So you should definitely... You should definitely check that out. But anyway, okay, so that's how we found you. So Angel was uh, looking for the hashtag Ghibli on Instagram and you came up. And she was like, hey, Anna, do you want to miss, meet, meet up with this artist? Uh, she has a lot of Ghibli. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then I looked at your feet and I'm like, Pokemon. <laughs> so tell me, why so much? Why, why Ghibli? Why Pokemon? What, what draws you into these, these kinds of themes? I am a giant nerd. <laughs> and I say that in the sweetest, most loving, and most accomplished way possible. I love being a nerd. I love the things I nerd about. And I just love it. Uh, when I was a kid, I have an older brother. And he's 11 years older than me. Mm -hmm. So he was really, like, he wow. was a teenager when I was young. Mm -hmm. And when he had to babysit me. I say had to because he was like forced to. I went to go out <laughs> with my friends and I have to yeah, take exactly. care of all this. Exactly. Uh, we watched a lot of cartoons and one of those cartoons was Pokemon. Of course, the Indigo League. I love your brother. So, thank you, brother. Yes. Thank you. What's his name? His name is Inky. Inky, thank you so much for raising the best human ever. <laughs> and that, of course just like manifested in me and when pokemon cards came out when the base yes. set like i yes. I, i was i was i was so very young when the base set originally came out but since i live in iceland we get everything like a century later <laughs> oh my god uh, when the base set released in iceland and we started collecting pokemon cards and i was playing like i got my first game boy that's oh. the only console i had for like 10 years i had a game boy color and then when that was about to die i got a game boy advanced and i i played pokemon i paid pokemon uh yellow when that came out later and i played wait what was it sapphire yes and then uh later because 
my me and my brother we like he's my older brother so of course we fight and everything like that but when we had like our moments together we would always watch like movies and we still do this till this day like if we get together and we're like having a moment we watch a good movie together a new movie an old movie and then like i said uh, my brother has always been an inspiration like he doesn't do anything art related he's just like my big brother and i love him <laughs> and he introduced me to spirited away because he knew that might appeal to me because at that time i was i think i was around 11 or 12 years old mm-hmm. so i was a teenager i had no friends like i had a hard time in school with like not academically but just like a hard time in school so he showed me this and that just sparked my love for ghibli i had to know everything i had to know everything about the studio i wanted to know everything about the company that's how i got introduced to how miyasaki I had to watch every single film. I have not done that yet, but it's on my bucket list. I <laughs> bought every film I've ever seen with them. I have 13 now. So I've just slowly been gathering my Ghibli fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And nerdism, if you Favorite will. Ghibli movie so far? So far? Uh, of course. Okay, it is hard. All, my all-time favorite one is Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because I I love the sceneries they chose for that movie, and I love the growth of Sophie. Okay, that's good. Uh, good reasoning. I, like how Howl, Howl is a love hate character for me. Like he's such a meanie. He's a tough person, but he's also been through a lot. So you like kind of love him, you kind of don't. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But Sophie is. Yeah, I, it's just like the no way spoilers. She, no, no spoilers. But the way <sighs> she grows throughout the movie is, and of course, I love my Calcifer. He is an iconic, and in the book itself that the movie is based on, he is, he is a fire demon. <laughs> <laughs> so I recommend that if anyone's listening and they love Studio Ghibli and they love the films, I rec, I recommend the book House Building Castle as well. It's what the story is based on. Yeah. So yeah, I just my personal recommendation before we wrap up, guys, um, would be Whisper of the Heart. Have you seen that one? Yes. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, please let me know your thoughts when you do. I, I love. It. I cried so much. I'm not a crier. I'm, I, I don't usually cry when I watch movies, but I cried so much. And I mean, I cried a lot when I was pregnant. This was way before I was pregnant. So it's <laughs> it's legit, guys. I cried. I drooled. It's, it was awful. The mu- the movie was so gorgeous, and it speaks a lot to us artists. It's about this girl who wants to be a writer, and her growth as a character, as a human being, while she understands how hard it is to do a creative job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm not saying anything else, but um, to any artist out there, whisper of the heart is um, grab a bag of tissues and uh, let me know your <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap this up. This is great. Before we do, any advice to our listeners who are going through a hard time? It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Some days it's gonna be harder. But you have to let the hard days come. I don't know if this makes a lot of sense. Like there's always gonna be bad and there's always gonna be good, but you can't enjoy the good if you don't let the bad 
just like come and go if you ma- mm-hmm. if, don't let it manifest so if you're tired and you have a deadline and you can't take the whole entire day off just just take 10 minutes do something else that you and love then come back that you love laundry is not new. valid no like taking 10 minutes from like work if you're an artist or if you're trying to do art and doing laundry that's not, that's not, that's just double work <laughs> nobody likes doing laundry and remember that if you treat yourself well it's going to be beneficial for you like you look at a plant if you if you just give it time you water it enough it will grow so just give yourself time what did you think of the episode Please let us know in the comment section of the post associated with this episode at etcherlab.com forward slash DISA. That's E-T-C-H-R-L-A-B dot com forward slash D-I-S-A. Or if you're watching this over on YouTube, simply let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. If you're enjoying the podcast, please help us keep the show alive. You can subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts at etcherlab.com forward slash go forward slash apple or if you're more of a youtube viewer please make sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our most recent videos sharing is caring and every little bit helps thank you so much and i'll see you next time until then let's make more art